1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard's hoping for a memorable march With domestic and European success up for grabs Scotland's lower leagues and women's top flight Have been given the go-ahead to resume after their shutdown And former Motherwell and Liverpool striker Ian St John Passes away at the age of 82 I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Yeah, a sad day for Scottish football Gordon With the passing of, of one of the genuine greats Ian St John as you say, you know, all the goals for Motherwell, for Liverpool, for Scotland, a great TV career. There could be, though, better times ahead for, for Scottish football. We hope League One and League Two clubs receive the go ahead, as you say, to return to action along with the women's top flight and the finish of the Scottish Cup. And then tomorrow, Rangers could go within four points of the league title if they were to win at Livingston. The title race could even be over as early as Sunday. And of course, then there's the Betfred Cup holder, St Johnson. They'll have to handle Hamilton and hangovers after Hamden when they go to the Ackies. Yeah, after a busy weekend and congratulations to St Johnston uh, for winning the Cup, Gordon, on Sunday. Commiserations to Livingston. Uh, terrific to get there, but uh, it's all about the league campaign for these teams now. And both, uh, obviously, Livingston played tomorrow night against Rangers. Um, and we'll be looking forward to some good football at the weekend, so lots to talk about. Absolutely, 01419511025 That's the number you need So get in touch with the guys nice and early Let them know what's on your mind And of course if you would rather tweet and you're a bit shy You can do that as well at Clyde SSB We'd love to hear from you on the phone though So let's do it, 01419511025 Roger Hanna, Gordon DL, Tuesday night As always, your lingering thoughts from the weekend Before we sort of try and, and look forward Roger Hanna with... Rangers not in action I suppose it was about Life under John Kennedy for Celtic And then some big wins uh, For teams Looking to Whether it be Achieve top six Or secure Their premiership status um, Yeah You sent me along To see your team At the weekend Motherwell You can go back I, If you're I, a lucky charm I, I didn't fancy them at all I have to say At Hibs But it was a deserved win I heard you talking On the show last night About the impact Of Jordan Roberts On loan from Hearts And he did make an impact Um as did Tony Watt and Devante Cole, the front three were, were dangerous. And you would think now um, they look as if they're looking up again, Motherwell. Um, a good win for Celtic, not a big win, but a good win. And just what John Kennedy needed, I think, in his first game in charge. And the biggest win of all, as Daz said, for St Johnson. Absolutely incredible achievement for a club of that size. Two major cups inside seven years, having not won any major cups for about 130 years. Well done, Callum Davidson and all his players. And... Well done to Sean Rooney for phoning in Absolutely uh, And it's one of those rare times Gordon DL Where we've got one of the Big managerial jobs Up for grabs here in Scotland And Every day I can just imagine The Celtic fans will be waking up Checking their phones Refreshing all the rest of it um, Just seeing if, if there's something new Any hint A new name Or a new front runner for the job Not just the Celtic fans I think all our uh, The pundits as well Gordon We've all had their say We had their say on Saturday but then the Sunday you look and you hear another name getting put forward. Um, you know, it's a job that um, I think a lot of people would be excited about. It's a massive club. It's a rebuilding job. It's a big job. Um, but there's a lot of good managers out there desperate to get back in. When you started that sentence, he thought you meant the United job. Yeah, I did actually. I thought he was going somewhere with that, Gordon. It- 
if they have they been in touch? The big the big reunion. No, the, no, the, I don't. They're calling no, you the prodigal son, apparently. Yeah, I I love my time at Air. I love going to Hamden a lot of times and cup finals and stuff like that and winning leagues. Well, exactly, the chance to do it again. Yeah, I'd love to, but uh, I don't know if I'm too old now, Gordon. I maybe as well mm. just leave that to the younger Bed generation. Bedsheet protests outside Somerset Park. Bring back Dazzler. Are you sure that's Somerset Park Not round the, the corner at the nightclub <laughs> um, Well funnily enough Speaking of su- success for Super Scoreboard Pundits I was wondering if you had, Did you send you send Wilson a card today? How much have you? Oh, ten years it's, it's his big anniversary Ten years since what? Papa at Shoth the Nose Back oh, of the net Shame it, game Are you joking? The biggest night of your best friend's career Ten years to the day And you've missed let, it let's, oh, get, let's get a couple of things straight here He ain't my best friend <laughs> um, No I didn't know that Ten years It just yeah. shows you Gordon I, I thought Time you meant flies. ten years Since he'd had that Helly Hansen jacket The years haven't been kind to him I'll tell you that Right 01419511025 Step up to the plate And let us know What is on your mind Rangers boss Stephen Gerrard Is backing his players To make March a month To remember uh, Just a, a couple of wins Away from that title, Europe as well. Roger, lots, lots coming up in the, the coming days and weeks. Yeah, very much so. It's going to be um, quite a hectic, chaotic um, finish to the season. I would have thought. Um, and as you, as you touched upon, you know, when you were talking, looking back at the weekend there, Gordon, so many teams with so many different ambitions to chase. Whether it is Rangers looking at the league title, looking at the Europa League. Whether it's teams, you know, pushing to get into to Europe, I saw Hibs. You know, I mentioned Motherwell there. Obviously, saw Hibs as well at the weekend, and they had a setback in there. Push for Europe. Teams going for the top six, and Johnson tomorrow could follow up a Betfred Cup with a place in the top six. The flip side of that is the Akers will want points to get off the bottom. This season, because of how last season finished and, and how the previous two have gone, I think every month has been extremely important. And um, because we're obviously. Coming into March, everyone thinks that March is going to be the pivotal month. But if I can just take you back, we had to start the season ever so strong. Then we had to build on that. And then people were telling me uh, we had to make sure we had a real positive Christmas period because of the amount of games and what was coming up. And then all of a sudden, January was the key month because we had Aberdeen away. We had Hibs away. We had the old firm. So it was almost like January was the biggest month of all months. And then we come through January and then all of a sudden February was important. <laughs> and now we're in March and everyone's talking about March. So every month this season has been key and important. But we've completed them all because we've been consistent, we've been hungry and we've got the right results. 0141-951-1025. Charlie's in Canvas lying to kick us off tonight. Charlie, potentially a big week for you Rangers fans, how are you feeling about it all? Ah, no, 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 you've got me mixed up. I'm a football fan, not a Rangers fan. I do apologise. Doro, you're grand, you're grand. I'm ringing in for uh, a couple of wee quick points. First of all, there's a wee rumour going about that there's an awful chance that Stevie G could be going down to Liverpool. I uh, just wanted to see maybe if you knew more about it. If it is just speculation. Um, and also, um, I wanted to congratulate Stephen Gerrard. Um, at the end of the day, what an achievement for, for Stevie Gerrard, what he has done, how he's turned Rangers around. It's phenomenal for Scottish football. It's brilliant. But the question I have for you, lads, is, and I, I hope you don't, please don't see this as anything other than just the question of what it is, and that is, is this League 1 or League 55? Because as far as I was concerned, this club was restarted again in 2012 under a new name. And I just think... You see merchandise being put up for 55, and I just don't know if it's right or wrong, on not just Celtic, but on all clubs. 
And if that's the case and they want to deny that this is the case, they want to deny what's happened, then Celtic could just delete this year and say we'll go for 10 in a row next year because technically they are a new club. I've got to admire Charlie's commitment to expecting me to open that can of worms at 10 past mm. 6 on a Tuesday night. I thought I had been transported uh, back to 2012, 2013. 2014 We've not had a question like that in a while Certainly keep it going to 8 o'clock I would imagine Um, You're going to show your hand? Yeah listen I've always been quite Sort of steady on this I think if if they play in blue And they play at Ibrox Stadium And they call themselves Rangers Then in my mind They are Rangers And in my mind This would be title number 55 not not an argument I expect or a debate I expected uh, to be having on on this of all nights I must admit. But Charlie started off. He's not a Rangers fan. He made that mm-hmm. very clear. Just a football fan wants to compliment Stephen Gerrard. He did ask Roger about this um, rumor, as he called it, about uh, Liverpool. I saw that over the weekend. Where, where did that originate? What 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 was behind that? I think there was a story that came out of Germany, um, Gordon. There was talk of um, was it Yogi Lowe leaving the German national team and. The DFB then might look at Jurgen Klopp And then that might free up a vacancy at Liverpool And if there was a vacancy at Liverpool The board might look at Steven Gerrard So, uh, as with many of these stories you know There are ifs, buts and, and maybes um, I would imagine sometime during his career Steven Gerrard will be the manager of Liverpool um, At the minute, there isn't a vacancy And we've enough trouble in Super Scoreboard Trying to help find the next Celtic manager Without having to try and find the next Rangers manager When there isn't a vacancy there or at Liverpool That one will never go away, Gordon Until Mm. such times as Steven Gerrard Either is the Liverpool manager Or his career takes a a turn in such a direction Which means it's completely unthinkable Um, His link to that club is always going to be there And that's never going to go away, is it? Never ever And especially when he's doing as well as he's doing just now, Gordon. And his European campaign certainly helping his stock grow. Um, that's a job that he's obviously aiming for. Uh, I think that he, he loves the, the Rangers job just now. But in years to come... And now, if you say to me, if Steven Gerrard was ready for the Liverpool job a few years ago, I'd say, no, never, never. He's got to learn his apprenticeship. But when you look at football... Nowadays, you look at, for instance, Manchester United, massive, massive club like Liverpool, Solskjaer's in there. He was at Cardiff and didn't do particularly well at Cardiff. Uh, Lampard got the Chelsea job off of not even getting automatic promotion with Derby, got them to the playoffs. So for Steven Gerrard to be linked with Liverpool, it's absolutely no surprise. And if he keeps progressing the way he is, as a manager, as a coach, then he'll certainly be in the, the, the run for it. There's no doubt in that. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, people have, right through their playing careers, people always compared Stephen Gerrard and Frank Lampard. And I think in their early management careers, people are doing the same. Um, Stephen Gerrard has probably done more or, or is on the brink of doing more than Frank Lampard did for Frank Lampard to earn the chance mm. to go to Chelsea. Now, Daz is right about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as well. You know, wasn't a success at Cardiff, did have a bit of success in Norway, got this job. So I think. As and when Jurgen Klopp does leave Liverpool, and they all leave at some stage, Gordon, no reason to believe it's any time soon, but as and when he does, um, you'll see all those stories that you always see. Bookmakers favourite for the job is, and at every bookmaker, the favourite for the job will be Stephen Gerrard. But I don't think there's much of a likelihood it's going to be any time soon. Mm, well, let's hear a bit more from him. Uh, away to Livingston tomorrow night, Stephen Gerrard says it will be a very different challenge now that David Martindale is in charge. Well, I think we have to handle the environment and the pitch. Um, obviously, it's an astral turf game. 
um, which obviously gives them an advantage. I think Davey's done a magnificent job uh, with Livingston since he's become the number one coach. I know he was there prior and he had a big influence prior, but I see a, a more positive Livingston. I see a Livingston that is pressing higher, that's got more energy um, and more quality in it than previously, with all due respect. Um, I think the last game we played, we played against a low block that didn't have any ambition to come anywhere near our goal. Um, and that was a challenge for us and we didn't have enough quality to break that down. Um, but having analysed Livingston in terms of the last 10-15 games that Davies led, uh, they're certainly more front foot, they're pressing higher, they're more aggressive and they're creating more. So uh, we see this as maybe a slightly different challenge than one we faced previously. But it's one we need to be ready for. We'll have to compete. We'll have to fight. We'll have to do the ugly side of the game. And then hopefully uh, our quality will take over. What chance would you give of this being the week that Rangers do win the title? Um, no. I, I think Rangers will probably win their two games. Um, I think if you're ever going to get Livingston, try and get Livingston three days after the disappointment of them losing in a cup final. Um, I think that's now three straight defeats, followed by three, sorry, three defeats in four for Livy in all competitions. Um, then St Mirren at Ibrox I St Mirren team who have played an awful lot of football and have had an awful lot of injuries lately at Ibrox on Saturday it would then be dependent on Celtic not picking up maximum points at Tanner Ice on Sunday and off the back of a slightly morale boosting win against Aberdeen I think Celtic will go to Tanner Ice and win all that does though is set it up two weeks after that for Celtic Park on Sunday the 21st of March Alan is in the Gorbos. Let's bring him in. Hi, Alan. Hi, yeah. How's it going? Um, yeah, I'm not bad. I hope you're all well. Oh, good. Um, my opinion on Stephen Gerrard is, I think that Stephen Gerrard will, will be at Rangers for for a minimum a minimum of five years. He's been there for three years now. Um, I've said uh, at the beginning of the season. I definitely think this is the season Rangers going to win the title. Uh, I've no no doubts about that. Um, and I think he'll be there for a minimum of five years. I think, obviously, this is an apprenticeship for Stephen Gerrard. He's got to prove himself in football. Uh, this year, he's obviously proved himself. Um, unless something dramatically changes at Liverpool, um, I see him being at Rangers for another minimum of a couple of years anyway before he thinks about moving on. So this is on the back of Charlie The previous caller's question About rumours of Liverpool We've not just decided to have a Is Stephen Gerrard leaving debate In case someone's just decided to <laughs> to join us um, funnily, funnily enough Gordon when, when Alan said that at the start He'll be here for a minimum of five years I sort of raised eyebrows and thought Five years is a long time But, but to then to, to be fair it's only two, It is only two to go So um, what, what do you make of Alan's point? Yeah, listen, who can you, you check and guess how long a manager's got to be at a football club? Because it is down to circumstances, i.e. if, for instance, Klopp did leave Liverpool, Steven Gerrard would become front-runner. There's no doubt in that, favourite. Uh, but as long as that doesn't happen, I don't see many other clubs that will excite Steven Gerrard to go back down. I know that the argument is, well, look at what Brendan Rodgers achieved at Celtic decided to go to a Leicester but I just feel that Brendan Rodgers before coming to Celtic had a management career Gordon he had been at Liverpool and he'd managed clubs and you know he got good experience came to Celtic worked his ticket went to back to the English Premier League I don't think Steven Gerrard's at that stage he's obviously learning his trade and no better a club and the fans love him here just now so stay at Rangers but if Liverpool had to come calling, I'm sure he'd certainly go there. 
The manager's talking about it being a, a memorable march Alan, did you ever think realistically at the start of the season First of all that, that you could win the league But second of all that we'd be talking about it early March Has been when it, it could be wrapped up Well, I mean, I don't know if you remember I was on the show at the beginning of the season as well um, When Rangers beat Celtic And I was 100% confident And you were the very one that said to me 100% and I said yes I'm 100% the Rangers were going to win the league this year. I've been on the show for the last couple of years. I said when Stephen Gerrard first came to Rangers, his, his first initial job was to get closer to Celtic, which he did do. And I thought we maybe I got a cup last year. Okay, we never got one. But we came second. We got really close. And we beat Celtic twice. This year, I said this was going to be Rangers this year. And I've been right so far. I, really, I didn't think it was going to be as early as this, right enough. But... I'm 100% confident uh, Rangers are obviously going to win it now and uh, and I hope we, we keep Gerrard as long as possible So will, will you be cheering on Celtic celebrating Celtic goals on Sunday Alan just to give you the chance of of uh, winning the title in that fixture in a couple of weeks time See to me I'm going to be I, I don't I've never bad mouthed Celtic or anything like that or anything like that on, the, on the radio I'm only interested in my own team and I just want Rangers to get the title as quickly as possible I would prefer it if we could get it at that Ibrox yes I mean, but, if, you want, if you want it as quickly as possible then then you want Celtic yeah, to lose this weekend Well I always want Celtic to lose <laughs> I don't know Roger some people might want that might want that chance yeah, I'm, I'm sure there will be plenty who will want the chance of uh, of clinching it at Celtic Park. It's not been done, I think, since Dick Advocate 1999 and all that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I just have a feeling it will go to that fixture. And, of course, we're Celtic to win that fixture. It, it would go beyond. But Rangers, seven, seven points from the title in... Very early March It's it's quite an achievement With Stephen Gerrard And his players Right 01419511025 Thank you to Alan In the Gorbals Good time for you to call We're going to get some travel Which means you could be up next Celtic fans A, a really quiet midweek For you The victory against Aberdeen On Saturday Nothing midweek It's all gone a bit quiet On the managerial front Nothing's moving today I'm sure you'll be uh, Always checking every two minutes To see if anything's happening What are your thoughts Get them into us you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna is here. Gordon Diel as well. 0141-951-1025 to speak to the guys or to tweet them your kindest regards. It's at Clyde SSB. Uh, we've got football in the Championship tonight. Uh, top flight waits until tomorrow. Uh, and then, of course, we build up to the weekend. But we're still on the phones on a number of topics. Let's bring in John in Calendar. John's a Celtic fan. How's it going tonight, John? All right. How's it going? Not bad at all. What's your point for us? Uh, I just about the manager. I think Colo Toure would be a big shout. Okay, your line broke up a little bit there, but that was Colo Toure, yeah, for the Celtic job? Yeah, well, one of the names anyway, aye. Hey, go on then, make the case. Well, I just think he's got a lot of experience when he was at like Man City when he played for Celtic as well. So there's a lot of weird names going about. There was just a no chance. So uh. there are some weird names going about. I will grant you that. That um, John can get congratulations purely because it's the first time I've heard it. Always like a mm-hmm. new suggestion uh, to say it was going round in in circles. At this stage, Gordon, I feel like all suggestions have to be have to be on the table until until you know a bit more about. You know, what, what what's realistic and what's not Well it, it goes into the bracket that uh, A coach that's worked under obviously Brendan Rodgers uh, a, As a player 
um, played with Celtic. Um, so that sort of ticks the boxes a little bit. Is that what Celtic's looking for? Because John Kennedy comes under that bracket, played with Celtic, worked under all these managers, assistant manager, uh, as a coach as well. Um, or do they go down the route of bringing in a, a guy who's been a number one, an experienced manager um, with his own backroom staff? We'll get different names right up until... Uh, it's uh, it's named it who's going to actually take over at Celtic Park, Gordon. But there's a lot of good names out there. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on the route that Celtic want to take. Uh, like I say, that's not John's disappeared. Actually, we'll try and get John back. It's not a name I've heard yet suggested, and it's not completely ridiculous, Roger. So I think therefore no. we treat that with um, a decent enough suggestion. What would you make of it? Yeah, I think the first show. Last week after Neil Lennon's departure You had Andy Hannaday and Mark Guidi on on Wednesday And Mark Guidi mentioned Chris Davis As a possibility Brendan Rodgers number two at Leicester Who could soon be reaching the stage where He's ready to sort of step out on his own And take his his, his first managerial job and, and Mark was making the point It could be in a structure where there's, there's Dominic Mackay Chief Executive And there is a new sports director Or director of football Whatever you want to you know, call it And a head coach beneath So if you're looking at a, a structure like that Then perhaps Colo Turi Could be um, a candidate for that He does have experience at the club He's got vast experience of football At a very high level And has learned a lot in coaching circles Under Brendan Rodgers uh, John, so you've mentioned Colo Turi What about some of the other names that, that keep getting mentioned? What are the ones you don't like? What names do you keep hearing And you think, no, not for me? Um, there's a few to be honest some that haven't done it Like Frank Lampard And the likes of him What would would put you off A suggestion like that? I just I don't think he's really Proved himself at all I know he got Derby to the playoff final But he's Not really proved himself yet So I think we need to get A big name manager in Really Or someone with a lot of experience I mean he certainly would be A big name Um, Roger I always wonder And we'll never know I wonder how much People would mention Frank Lampard if Steven Gerrard wasn't the Rangers boss No I think it would get a mention think so? you know, exactly as, like, as much? No possibly not as much But um, if you look And I mentioned it You know if Jurgen Klopp left Steven Gerrard would have book his favourites If you look at the bookmakers listings For the next Celtic manager It changes almost on a daily basis So that gives you an indication That there aren't too many people Have too much of a handle On what happens here I don't think you could rule out John Kennedy From having Involvement in the setup next season That might be the director of football It might be head coach If John Kennedy You know They beat Aberdeen 1-0 at the weekend If John Kennedy wins All of his eight games 1-0 Including two games against Rangers There will be um, A wave of support Behind John Kennedy To get the job There's no doubt about that It will be As football is Result dependent Gordon So I think You know Colo is a new name That's been put to us I think we'll hear more new names before there's an appointment. There's not many managers or names I'm going to rule out, Gordon, but I'm going to stick my neck right out here. I don't think Frank Lampard's any chance of getting the Celtic job. I think if you look at, you know, he goes to Derby, they've got a massive budget, spent a few quid at Derby, playoff finals, didn't work for him. He goes to Chelsea. That's, that's, that's a level of success yeah, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, not when you've probably got the budget that Derby had but, Well, there'll be other massive budgets in yeah, that, that league He goes to Chelsea and spends hundreds and hundreds of millions And eventually gets it I'm not saying, Frank Lampard will probably find somewhere in England And try to rebuild his managing career I don't think that's the manager that Celtic are looking for just now 
I would tend to agree um, It wouldn't surprise me at all If Frank Lampard just took a step away From management for a period of time Much like Eddie Howe has done Since he left Bournemouth does um, mm-hmm. It also wouldn't surprise me if You know he's a great thinker about the game Frank Lampard Wouldn't surprise me if he was a type who Took a job in Italy Or took a job in Germany Or Spain Or France or somewhere And you know went over there And just sort of Tried to learn more about his coaching And his management Just in a different League altogether And I know it's a different league altogether up here But I tend to agree with Daz I, I can't see him as the next Celtic manager The response to the weekend Has rumbled on a little bit to last night Gordon um, mm. At the stage where I, I can sympathise a bit with John Kennedy Because lots of the callers last night were saying oh, You know it wasn't different enough This player should have been given a chance And that player should have been given a chance And it should have been a different formation And he should have put his own stamp on things And I just wonder how possible that that really was going to be it was impossible, Gordon. He had what three days to to probably prepare the team. He did put his stamp on it a little bit. He t- we were all surprised that Clamalla started under Neil Lennon. That would never have happened probably at the weekend. Um, the positives: he beats Aberdeen at home. Uh, there were patches of the game I thought Celtic played very well. Uh, he got a clean sheet. Didn't lose a goal from a set play, and Aberdeen are quite a big side. Um, You've got to give the boys an opportunity Now I know there's a lot of Celtic fans out there Wanting a big name They don't want John because They put John in the same bracket as well He's been the coaching staff with um, Strachan and Neil Lennon Get them all out, get a clean sweep I think you've got to give the boy an opportunity He's been there a long time Everybody talks so highly of him as a coach let him get his teeth into it. Let's see what he does in the next few games. He's got two massive ones against Rangers as well. And then at the end of the season, if he puts his name in the hat, then judge him on that. Fascinating to see as well how Celtic handle it does because we started the programme praising Stephen Gerrard. He's on the brink of a league title uh, with the Scottish Cup going again. He's still in the Scottish Cup. He's still in the Europa League. How well Rangers have done undefeated in the league all season, swept everything before them. But this is the third season of Stephen Gerrard. It's taken Stephen Gerrard, you know, you talk about putting his stamp on it. Probably been given three seasons to get his stamp on it to, to achieve the goal of stopping 10 in a row, which was probably the goal that was set him when he came in the door. Is the next Celtic manager, Daz, going to get three seasons to be where Stephen Gerrard is now? Um, I don't think so, Roger. I think that the minute a new manager comes in, Celtic fans will demand instant success. But I think depending what route you're going down, this is a rebuilding job now. This has come to the end of a great era for Celtic with, you know, the trophies and the managers that they've had under Brendan Rodgers' success, Neil Lennon winning cups as well. It's a rebuilding job. It's a new structure. It may take time. Celtic fans may have to be patient. But the one thing Celtic have got to get as a board right is the structure from director of football, sporting director, whatever it may be, to head coach or manager, whatever it may be. That's the most important thing just now for them. When would you expect any sort of movement, Roger? Because on one hand, you can imagine, you know, don't rush, get it right, the season's done or the league season is done incidentally and we'll get to this later on it looks like there will be a Scottish Cup to play for when when people maybe didn't think that was the case a couple of weeks ago Um, but on the other hand you hear well don't don't leave it too long because we've got Champions League qualifiers that won't be far behind the Euros and so on 
The director of football search Is that is that yeah, going to come it, first? Is that going a bit quiet? Well, Would you expect something soon? It's really difficult to answer Because we've never really This is uncharted territory We're into with Celtic um, First of all Because the chief executive is leaving Peter Lawwell was going at the 30th of June Dominic Mackay starting on the 1st of July um, How hands on at the minute Can Dominic Mackay be In searching for the people Who he's going to be working with um, Is John Kennedy Involved in the discussion about a director of football with John Kennedy's preference perhaps to be being considered for to be the next manager. Um, are they looking at candidates who are in jobs just now? Do they have to wait to the end of the domestic season to speak to them? Do they have to wait to the end of the Euros to speak to maybe someone who's in charge of a national team? That at would the be that would be surprising, wouldn't it? Yeah, but uh, listen, or in the sense that it wouldn't give that man much time to. I'll tell you what Gordon Just yeah. let's Because we're Slightly pushed for time Let's bring in Stephen and Airdrie And see what he wants to add Hi Stephen Hi Gordon First of all I really fell off my chair there Right Gordon uh, And is it Is it Mark it's it Roger. Roger Sorry Roger yep. Roger I thought you were Quite an intelligent guy Right The statement <laughs> you've just Come out with there Is absolutely ridiculous And ludicrous Right Which one there was You'll need to know What I doing Stephen if John Kennedy wins six games one nil, eighty percent of Celtic fans will still want him out the door. He shouldn't be at Parkhead now. If you remember rightly, I came on the radio when we never had a shot against Rangers and demanded Lennon went there. The 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 pathetic excuse of Celtic board have dithered and dithered and dithered all season. John Kennedy and iPad boy shouldn't be anywhere near Celtic. There's, for me, there's only two guys that I think could really do well at Celtic. One's Eddie Howe and the other one's Jack Ross. I watched Jack Ross in that Sunderland programme and his attention to detail is absolutely phenomenal. And I think they two, but please just stop this John Kennedy nonsense. iPad Boy is the worst superhero name I've ever heard. That'll never catch on. Yeah, <laughs> Gordon, he's the worst coach I've ever seen. Oh, wait, how, hold how on, based on what? But how do you know? Alright, listen. Right, back, Did you see him the game he took charge? When the substitutions came on, instead of actually having a conversation with the guy, he had to sh- he couldn't speak to him, he had to show him on the iPad. See this stuff, Stephen, right? And I, I it's gonna follow Gavin Strachan around forever, his laptop, his iPad. what is actually wrong with that, right? Since the dawn of time, coaches have been giving players instructions. Then some chose to do it on bits of paper. And now it's twenty twenty one and he wants to point st- stuff out on, on an iPad. I, I know it's because Celtic are having such a bad time It becomes something to be ridiculed But when you take a step back What is actually wrong with it? Well, the way I look at it That time when I saw him doing that I couldn't believe that Right, A substitution is about to come on the park And he's wanting to show him on an iPad Have a conversation with him so the boy he knows the boy understands him. Yeah, but he was talking at the same time. He wasn't. Every he, top team does it, Gordon. He wasn't Listen. keeping his mouth shut and just pointing at the exactly, iPad. Exactly, exactly. Look, forget that. That's just nitpicking at a guy. Now, iPad you, boy is quite an interesting name. Plus the fact, I've been in the game a long time. Now I've been about football. I've never seen Gavin Strachan coaching, so I can't come on here and say where is good coach, bad coach. Neither can Stephen. iPad, simple. Every coach uses something like that because they have to give the instructions of the player of set plays where where a manager wants them to be he has to show him everything before he goes on to park so don't hang the boy out to dry because he's doing his job 
Stephen, will you at least admit that you've got no idea if he's the worst coach you've ever seen? You can't be basing that on much. He's he's not even the assistant. He's the number three, if you like. We do not get to see any of his work. How do you know he's a terrible coach? Have you have you watched Celtic this year? Yes. Have you seen the results this year? Mm-hmm. Right. So to me, the proof is in the pudding. Well, hold on then. So that means that every member of staff and every player Celtic have are not good because the results haven't been good. No, I, I believe it's down to the coaching. I believe that a biggest part of it is down to the coaching. The coaching staff at Celtic Park is inferior quality to what we've had before. And this year, more than anything, it's shown that. And I think Jack Ross or Eddie Howe, that's the two guys, Eddie one of the two, I'd be more delighted with. What are you going to do if Eddie Howe comes up and his assistant whips out his iPad on the touchline in the first day of the season? If it beats Rangers 6 I'll go out I'll be dancing up and doing the stairs I'll bet you will Roger any thoughts on iPad boy Jack Ross Eddie Howe or any of the above I take it he must be a laptop man sidekick I think so, yeah Um, Listen, I like Jack Ross Um, He has been in a good run And it was stopped when I went to see him on Saturday When they lost at home to Motherwell Um, He's doing a decent job there Eddie Howe I don't, you know Eddie Howe did well at Bournemouth They were then relegated He then left the club He since hasn't worked Um, I think there are candidates No disrespect to Eddie Howe I don't know the man I, I think there are candidates who for me would have better CVs and a better claim to be the next Celtic manager than Eddie Howe. I mean, defend yourself though, because you made poor Stephen fall off his chair and question your intelligence by suggesting that some people might get on board with John Kennedy if he wins all the remaining games. Well, Stephen, are you intelligent? Stephen's at all, just said if, if Eddie Howe beats Rangers, it'll be all right for him. But clearly, if John Kennedy beats Rangers twice, it won't be all right for him. We'll leave it there Stephen, any thoughts on Modern technology in the future Feel free to get them in That was Stephen in Airdrie Stuart is a Rangers fan In Renfrew He's coming up next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Are here You can get in touch On the phones Or on Twitter Where as I suspected There is uh, quite a bit of attention For iPad Boy um, mm-hmm. as, as the previous caller um, mentioned Kieran says Calling Gavin Strack An iPad boy If he was using The classic folder Or ring binder With bits of paper Would he be bothered No he wouldn't Kieran put it in A slightly different wording But I'll, I'll paraphrase Since it's a, a family show He says Phoning in Clyde you're, He's going to be upset When he sees the new Management team using technology Never mind when they hear We're apparently moving To a more analytic Driven approach Right Stuart and Renfrew Has been hanging on For quite some time So being the polite uh, show that we are I said to producer Chris Gonna just apologise to Stuart He's been hanging on for ages And Stuart reliably informed him No problem I'm just running the bath uh, Hopefully we're not Interrupting you Stuart <laughs> the, the Wayne's bath No my ain't It's oh, a bit right. early for that Oh I thought it was your own Right oh, okay it's a, it's a night early for Daz He's a Wednesday <laughs> bath man <laughs> well, <laughs> no, well it certainly won't keep you From the wee bath time On you go That's alright um, So uh, I had to phone up the night After that first caller Honestly I was absolutely in stitches after that. He's forgetting that we've got another four or five months before there's another ball kicked and we're going to enjoy it, honestly. So what I want to talk about tonight is the uh, the journey that we've been through. So we've been, obviously, up towards Brecon. We've been doing the Aloha. We've been all over the country filling all these stadiums up. We've been laughed at by a lot of people, the media, the pundits and the public and a lot of these teams. But um, obviously we're going to we're going to enjoy this when it comes, and I I think it's going to come this weekend, um, because I think if we beat Livingston on uh, 
tomorrow. On Wednesday, yeah. Uh, then I I see her beating St Mirren on Saturday, and I I can't see Celtic want to let us win it on their own turf. To be quite honest with you, because I think if we get that far, I think I think the score will be whatever Rangers want it to be. Um, that's my prediction. Um, and I just want to ask the guys, where where do they think that the the turning point in this whole journey has been? Over, over, say, the last five, six years, what has been the, the one turning point? And then I'll come in and tell them where I think that the turning point has been for me. Just out of curiosity, Stuart, and before I put that to the guys, in amongst that, was that you suggesting that if it gets to the, the, the game on Sunday, Celtic will deliberately not win the game so that they don't have to face a, a title decider? You know, it, it, could, it, it could still be one with a draw, couldn't it? That's, that's just my opinion. I'd, I don't, I don't think they'll want it to go that far considering the season they've had to be honest with you with the, the supporters and things like that yeah, that's, that's what I'm asking then so you think that that will be they, they will want to avoid that so much that they will throw the game on Sunday I'm not saying as such throw but as such in their, maybe in their head subconsciously well I can't get inside people's heads um, Roger Hanna what do you make of Stuart wants to know I think your, your thoughts on A the turning, turning point, point yeah. I, I, I'm never sure there are turning points and things like this. I always think football is cyclical, and one team will win for a period of time, and then someone else will win for a period of time. And with Rangers been down the divisions, this has just been a longer cycle than you would normally have. If if you go, if you remember before Rangers went down the league, Rangers won the league I think three times in the trot under Walter Smith. Prior to that, Celtic were winning leagues under Gordon Strachan, Rangers under Alan McLeish, Celtic under Martin O'Neill, Rangers under Dick Advocate. So these things do tend to be cyclical And I think Rangers The three years under Stephen Gerrard They've got stronger and stronger um, The board have backed them And I don't just mean financially They've backed them with their patience Not every manager at every club gets Three seasons when they haven't won anything So I think you know there are people in the board That Ibrox deserve credit for sticking with them The manager deserves credit for sticking with the plan and, and the squads just get stronger and stronger with each season. You, you can see that this is the strongest Rangers have been under Stephen Gerrard. And Celtic, it, it, I think Dad's touching it earlier on, Celtic just look as if they've come to the end of their cycle. And there are lots of reasons for that. Um, some of the players are getting older. Some of the best players have left. You think of Tierney, maybe not been replaced like for like. And you, you can make arguments for you know others as well, even down to the likes of you know, Bayata. Was Bayata ever properly... Replaced at centre back and, and things like that So there are other players who As Neil Lennon himself said Maybe didn't want to be there this season So Celtic have been on a slide this season Rangers have been on a rise this season And somewhere in among it all Rangers have gone past Celtic So it's, it's not really so much a turning no. point It's just maybe a You know the, the natural development of one team And the natural decline of the other Stuart's going to give us his Gordon do you have a moment uh, no, A turning point No I tend to I tend to agree with uh, What Roger was saying there But I think that If you look at it The build up to it I think the beginning of the season I think pre-season This season Was massive I thought that After the problems That we had With you know Covid and March And everything And Rangers done their business Very quickly They got their plan in place Quickly They knew how important This season was going to be They knew Everything they had to do they ticked every box and they got everything spot on, Gordon. Celtic didn't. So if you're looking, you know, you can talk about the board back in Steven Gerrard, even when, you know, he lost the league and come back for Dubai and had a nightmare sticking by him. I just think that 
big turning point this season was in the pre-season when Rangers got their business done early, got their plan off and running, and it worked brilliantly for them. Uh, Stuart, go on then, give us yours. I, get, I agree with Gordon there, but uh, also just to forget, um, I, the last two transfer windows, Celtic spent about £35 million. Um, so they, they have spent money as well. You know, one team was desperate to get the 10, one team was desperate to stop the 10, so there was always going to be somebody who wasn't happy. But uh, anyways, uh, so I think the pivotal turning point in this has been, it's been, it's had to be done gradually. We've had to bide our time. So it's been a three to four year project, and I think pivotal to that has been European cash. And the way that Gerard has got us into Europe season after season after season has been absolutely pivotal to this journey. And I take you back to three years ago, Celtic played Aberdeen, and in my opinion, they didn't turn up that day. And Aberdeen won, making us come back two weeks early, enter a round that two weeks earlier as well. But the bonus was we missed out on Burnley. And we made it to the European qualifiers getting the fifteen million pounds and that's what's been absolutely pivotal because without that first dose of fifteen million pounds, who knows where we would be the now. Roger, what do you make of that assessment? Um It's an yeah, interesting theory. It is an interesting theory, yes. And listen to fifteen million pounds. The European runs have been a real surprise and a pleasant surprise for Rangers supporters. If you um you know if you, People will always go back to progress near their corner where Rangers stood in Europe that first season to get back into Europe. In the bush is where they stood. Well, indeed. To be specific. Correct. Mm. And from then to go, you know, these days you need to get through four qualifying rounds to get into the group stages of the Europa League. And that's where Rangers started from Scoopy, I think it was, in Macedonia, that first round. So Europe has been great for the finances. It's been great for the kudos of the club. And I think it's been great in building belief among the squad that they can go and play the Villarreal's and the Portos and the Feyenoord's and the Benficas and they can go toe-to-toe with these teams. Uh, thank you very much to Stuart and Renfrew. I want to finish the first hour on an important note. I'm sure Stuart won't mind. Former Scotland Motherwell and Liverpool striker Ian St John has sadly died at the age of 82. Uh, started his career at Fir Park, later managed the club. 425 appearances for Liverpool, 118 goals along the way. A key member of Bill Shankly's famous side of the 60s, of course, latterly known as a great television personality. And Stephen Gerrard was amongst those paying tribute today. Uh, well, that's a shock and a surprise to me. I, I didn't know that. Um, I've got nothing around me to see that breaking news, so I'm really disappointed to to hear that. Um, he's an iconic figure uh, at Liverpool Football Club. He's someone who I've met on numerous occasions and um, fantastic guy. Um, really insightful in terms of his career and his experience at Liverpool and trying to pass on uh, a lot of knowledge and expertise so um, really devastated to hear that news to be honest with you and um, yeah shocked as well so um, I'd like to send my condolences to all his family and everyone close to the Saints he's a legend and an iconic figure at the club and someone who I've got um, incredible respect for um, I don't remember Ian St John as a player don't you really remember Ian St John as a manager either Gordon Obviously remember I'm St. Greavesy in the 80s and television, must-see television. And I, I always pay attention to these, you know, obituaries and what people say about great players. You know, he was a great player, he was a great manager, he was a great goal scorer. You listen today to the obituaries and the comments of Ian St. John and he just seems to have been a lovely man. 
Everyone seems to, you know, say what a great guy he was. He always had time for people. He was always helpful to people. He, you know, of Stephen Gerrard used the word, you know, insightful view of football and always had a good word for others. And I think maybe that's that, that's the greatest eulogy of all. You know, not remember as a great player, not remember as a great goal scorer, just remember as a great person. Yeah, he certainly will be a big loss, Gordon. Um, I do vaguely remember because I'm a little bit older. Uh, I think he was Motherwell manager for just around about a year, mm-hmm. but scored over 100 goals for a club and made his name, obviously, at Liverpool, an absolute legend. And, uh, you know, it's a sad day. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Every night this goes on, I'm going to get more and more exasperated about it. The pundits have not lost in ages. Two clean sweeps over the last two weeks. So that's 11 nights at least. I can't even remember what happened in the previous week, but that's 11 in a row at least for the pundits. And we need to put that right. Please let tonight be the night. 01419511025. Stop this lot on their tracks with Pete the Pundit, which is up next. You need to get your call in before 7 o'clock. The headlines 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Dieller here Keep the calls coming in Or you can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB We kicked off hearing from Stephen Gerrard Looking for a memorable march uh, The longer this goes on The more suggestions we're going to get For the Celtic managerial vacancy We've had a few of them as well Some good news Today that the, the lower leagues Leagues 1 and 2 look like they will be given the go ahead to resume After a shutdown So are you a fan of a League 1 or 2 side? Are you delighted with the return of football? Or maybe you're a fan of a lowland league club Or junior clubs Or maybe you play at that level And you're actually frustrated That you can't uh, get the go ahead as well Whatever side of that you fall on This is the perfect time to give us a call The Scottish Cup looks like it will come back as well We'll look at that after we do this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. And every night it's getting more and more important, more and more tense. The pundits are running away with this. Two clean sweeps in the last two weeks. We need to put it right tonight, Gary and Bayless, and tell me you're up for the challenge. I'll try. But, okay, that, but that's all you can do. I remember, was it Friday night's contestant was really up for the challenge? He was the one. Uh, he was going to end the winning run And it ended 1-0 to Hugh Evans. It was the worst game of beat the punt oh, By the way, Gordon DL Did you hear him last night? No You would have been proud of this Keevans No, what did Cheating on beat the pundit Brilliant, well done Hugh Right, so he's obviously He's at home, right He's in the uh-huh. man cave Asked who was bottom of the Scottish Championship This is what I heard back Um uh, oh no uh, He had his newspaper And he was flicking through was his he? newspaper You know you would think The mo- mo- modern day quiz cheats Google things Well he's old school And he was flicking through his newspaper That's, at, not, that's not cheating Gordon I, I he's, using, he's only using up some of his time Did he win? Yeah he won But he didn't get that question right I must admit Right Gary Hopefully it's more straightforward tonight Heads you will play Roger Hanna Who starts as always on minus one And tails you will play Gordon DL No bother <laughs> and it is tails It's Gordon Dale I've been on a good run of heads recently uh, But we're back to tails um, I'm just looking at question one I'll give you a wee clue Before we get going Just to help you out Question one is Is Stevie Nicks male or female? Uh, so just to Yeah okay right, Just on. to see how you get on with that Roger was that one of the lines of the season From oh, him and Saturday I actually burst out laughing In the press box at Easter Road I think people thought I was half daft <laughs> It was outstanding 
female by the way Just for future right, reference Okay, okay. Uh, Right I'll make Can you imagine two weeks to Cheltenham Can you imagine he bumps into Ruby Walsh <laughs> Let's not go there Right uh, Producer Chris is going to make Gordon DL disappear for a few minutes uh, Which means it's just you and I Gary 30 seconds on the clock You are going up against Gordon And you can pass That's all you need to know You ready? Right, yep. let's go. 30 seconds and your time starts now. Which championship side did Stephen Walsh join on loan from Celtic in 2019? Oh, Preston. Uh, what was the score the last time Rangers played Livingston? Two 0 Who's top of Scottish League One? Cool. Who was the top scorer in this season's Scottish League Cup? Who are Dundee playing tonight? Pass Ooh. Should we have got that last one in? Mm, I don't think so I don't think we quite made it right Let's get Gordon DL back We'll get him He's, he's panicking Look at him through there He's in a different studio at the moment We're all uh, staying safe in here He's panicking Waving around Looking more ridiculous than usual Can you hear Th- me? Thumbs up Oh you, you did hear that right Sorry same set of questions to you Yeah 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now Which championship side did Stephen Welsh Join on loan from Celtic in 2019? Dundee What was the score The last time Rangers Played Livingston Oh no um, 2-0 Rangers Which team are top Of Scottish League 1 League 1 Would be Falkirk Who was the top scorer In this season's Scottish League Cup uh, Pass Don't know Who are Dundee Playing tonight Inverness Which English team Did Slavia Prague Beat in the Europa League Round of 32 Leicester Which goalkeepers Get the most clean sheets In the Scottish Premiership This season uh, Alan McGregor Okay, okay, okay uh, Gary, how do you think that went? Garbage um, Right, okay I was going to disagree But you just took too long, Gary That's all it was Oh, you well were, done, Gary You just took too long But that can happen So that doesn't mean that Doesn't mean you lost Because I don't know if you were you, I, I wasn't good tonight You don't think so? No um, Which championship side Did Stephen Welsh join on loan From Celtic in 2019? It was Morton uh, none of you got that What was the score The last time Rangers Played Livy 2-0 Rangers You both got that That um, was a pure guess I've got yeah, to say Yeah I'm yeah, sorry I, I apologise tell thanks for, thanks for clearing that up yeah. uh, One all Which team are top of Scottish League 1 Falkirk Gordon Dale gets it Goes 2-1 in front uh, This was a tough one Who was the top scorer In this season's League Cup Roger Alan Forrest uh, Alan Forrest No I'll tell well. you I'll tell you what If Gary gets that Give him the ball He didn't get it You're I fine. know that Right 2-1 Who are Dundee playing tonight It is Inverness Cali Thistle 3-1 to Gordon Slavia Prague Beat Leicester 4-1 to Gordon DL It's Joe Lewis Who's got the most clean sheets Is it? In the Premiership <laughs> It doesn't matter I've got four It doesn't matter Gary's You're right. got one Gary I'm afraid it was a 4-1 doing Hard lines Comfortable, Comfortable. Oh, it was more than comfortable, Gary. Give, Unlu- it, Gary give it another go in the future. Gary, unlucky, and I'm being really nice tonight, but unlucky. Cheers. Cheers. Gary, I don't know what you did well, did right, because he usually he gives the contestants usually a bit of, I, I, more of a tough time. Do you know he, something I've got to... Are you becoming s- a bit more magnanimous in no, your no, old No, 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 it's just because it's Tuesday. I've got to say that I'm probably played the most of Beat the Pundit, and the last, I've been slaughtered by Black Arthur, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. right? But the last three games... I've taken nine points out of nine. You're, you're back in form, Daz. You're in good form Thank as well. You. Count two weeks to the big countdown now, isn't it? Yeah. 
Can't wait Oh you're on, the, you're on your diet Is that what the, t- the diet ends In two uh, weeks And you I'm think Is that having some sort of influence Do you two, think on, Two weeks tonight on the beat, the Two weeks tonight Is my birthday And I said that I'd bring the chocolate cake In the birthday Right so. okay um, The only thing is that You keep mentioning How you've played more Than anyone yeah, else But do you understand The concept of win percentage Where it doesn't really That means it doesn't matter How often you play I've you got can a bigger be, chance Of losing Which no. is a bit unfair Roger I'm no mathematician But can you give it a go Of, of explaining Hold what on. percentage no. means to this guy No, if I if I played the last three games I'd be top of the tree Three out of three Nine points I played about 40 ga- So I've got more of a chance of losing <laughs> Or more of a chance of winning Not really, more of a chance of losing <laughs> Anyone, any math teachers out there Are going to get in touch and I, that's, that's as good as I can explain it I've clearly not got the skills I'm not on his level And I'm, I'm glad of that Every day um, thankful right 01419511025 right we've got some big news today it's the news that a lot of people have been waiting for League 1 League 2 and the Women's Premier League have all been given the go ahead after talks between the Scottish FA and Scottish Government however the other leagues will remain suspended indefinitely so I want to hear from both sides here are you a, a Partick Thistle fan a Falkirk fan a Cove Rangers fan who's delighted and thinks it's overdue and can't wait to get back going or are you a player perhaps that plays in the Lowland League or the West of Scotland League or one of the other perhaps youth football, grassroots football, that type of thing and you're not giving the go-ahead. How do you feel um, about that? Let's hear both sides. 01419511025. Uh, First Minister Nicola Sturgeon speaking in at Parliament today saying all players must be tested now before matches uh, and all lower leagues were suspended, remember, back in January. No dates have been announced uh, for when fixtures will return in the league's or the Cup But again Roger That's another thing Is that the Scottish Cup In essence has been given the go ahead um, Yeah um, You have to say On the face of it It's good news I think the devil will be in the detail Gordon There are meetings going on As we speak just now About exactly A framework for getting back To playing football um, The SFA are keen Understandable for the Scottish Cup To take place There's, there's European qualifications Related to it um, It will need to take place At Hamden on the appointed date of May the 8th I believe Because I think UEFA take over the stadium the following day To get preparations underway for the Euros So it will take priority in terms of dates um, One thing I'd like to know is Well, a couple of things I'd like to know When do they propose to start? How long will the players need to get themselves yeah. ready? Because the, the break they've had is probably longer than what a normal pre-season would have been for them you've heard eight, Jim, eight weeks at the moment Yeah, you've it? heard Jim Duffy talking in the show Our manager said the same They will need time to get their players up to speed And also Are we now timed out From the scheduled 27 game season Is there a possibility That League 1 and League 2 Could be finished With 18 game seasons right, Let's bring in Yvonne Who's a Rangers fan From Muirhead What's your take on this news today Yvonne? I'm delighted for the lower league um, mm-hmm. Delighted for myself Because looking forward to A League and Cup double Hopefully um, But Going through the lower leagues and realising how much the money would make to the, the lower league clubs, uh, it's got to be a good thing. Um, yeah, there's a lot of layers to this, Gordon. Mm. Yvonne, and understandably, that that competition, that football. If you're a Rangers fan, there's now the chance of a sure, of a double. Sure. If you're a, a Celtic fan, the chance of maybe resurrecting what's been a uh, a difficult season. If you're any other club who wants to go on and win the cup, um, the lower league restarting as well. But, but even even beyond that, just what. What football can mean to these guys It's it's their, it's their purpose Getting back out and playing And being fit and healthy And 
and, yeah. and, and, and getting stuck back in will make a, a big difference it, to the people it's great news for him Gordon because um, everybody is struggling through lockdown it gives the, these players that to get out there start training look forward to something on a Saturday obviously they've got to be tested um, try to go up to speed it's going to be very difficult also the big concern when you look at the fixtures that are going to come really fast, thick and fast, you know, they'll be playing maybe three games a week to try and get this catch-up, injuries and stuff. But if you go and ask any player just now uh, in the lower leagues, are they delighted with this news? They are over the moon, Gordon. Managers, coaches, players, they just want to be back there and join the sport. Yvonne, do you think we'll fit the, the Scottish Cup in? I think they've not got any choice They've got to kind of fit it in Maybe if it's midweek games Obviously with Rangers still in Europe It'd be a problem for Rangers But for the rest of the teams I don't see it being that much a problem But the thing is They've got to For the television rights um, They've got to get in for them as well Because it's going to cost the SFA too much money Yeah Roger how do you think we're looking Scheduling wise We've now done pretty well I think to get caught up on the, the top flight games that were outstanding we've yeah. got a nice bit of balance I mean poor St Mirren for instance have had to play eight times in February yeah. to do that can we fit the Scottish Cup in? yes we can Yeah, we, we definitely can fit the Scottish Cup in now I think between now and the end of the season we're down to is it the third round the last 32 there's still mm-hmm. a handful of games from the previous round still to be played and I think we can play it game a week you know yep. whether they play at weekends whether they play at midweeks a wee caveat as well what I was saying about the leagues so the Highland League there are a number of Highland League teams left in the Scottish Cup yeah. yet, so they will be given sort of special dispensation to take part in that competition, yeah? Yeah, and I think they'll be given the opportunity if they don't want to take part in the competition to forfeit without mm-hmm. any fear of punishments or anything, Gordon, because some of the teams up there, I think, have only played three or four league games this season. Squads haven't played for goodness knows how long, and it, it, it's less realistic to expect them to actually participate in the latter stages of the competition um, I think the more senior teams Will be keen to play the Scottish Cup um, But I think for League 1 and League 2 You know, for your Partick Thistles And your Clydes and your Queen's Parks And whisper it in here For the Breakins, um it, it is all about the league It's either about championships Promotion playoffs Avoiding relegation playoffs or, or avoiding, you know Anything like that really They will want to get back But as I said I think the devil will be in the detail How are they going to do it What's the framework And how can they squeeze in Possibly 27 league games Uh, Right let's bring in George Fraser Who I'm very interested To get his thoughts on this Because George is the chairman Of the Lowland League Um, And George we mentioned A couple of moments ago Firstly thank you very much For for taking the time to join us Whilst this is Is good news If you're a League 1 Or a League 2 side Lots of other divisions Lots of other levels of the game Have not been given the go ahead The Lowland League would obviously be one of them How frustrating is that? Uh, it's very frustrating Gordon Obviously you know We have you know a lot of progressive teams in our league A lot of ambitious teams And we, you know, we align ourselves with the, you know, the teams in the SPFL So you know, we feel as if you know, we, we should be treated on, a, on an equal basis However, I get that, you know, there's a financial disparity, which means that, you know, we can't do the full PCR testing at the moment. So that makes it, you know, even more frustrating for us that we, we just can't get back to any sort of semblance of normality. What sort of impact is this having on your players, George? Uh, it's, 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 I mean, much like every other club in, in the country and every other league in the, in the country, you know, the players are the ones that are, are suffering. 
And, and, and it's, it's you know there's a wider wider issue as well, uh, Gordon. You know you've got to look at the the impact it has on wider society who follow football. We look forward to a Saturday, etc. But the players are desperate to get back. There's no doubt about it. You know I've not spoken to a player who doesn't want to come back and play. You know and given the you know even under with no testing, you know under the protocols we had when we first started back in October. So, yeah, I think it's having an effect effect on everyone, particularly the players, Gordon. That's, that's fair to say. What, George, it's Roger, how are you? I was just, Hi, just going to ask, I mean, last season there was a huge setback for the, the Lone League and the Highland League when, when Kelty and Brora didn't get the chance to participate in the playoffs. There's yep. not going to be a Lowland League or a Highland League champion who, again, is going to get the chance to participate in the playoffs. Are the clubs now sort of resigned to not really getting any football until August now and, and, and starting again and hoping against hope they can get a proper season next season? I, I think there's a couple of points there, Roger. Uh, we're still hoping to produce a champion club at the end of the season, come what may. Uh, what vehicle we use to get to that point is not clear at the moment, but to have a second season where there's no playoff, at the, you know, the, the, the pyramid playoff is, is unthinkable. You know, we've got teams, you know, Kelty suffered greatly along with Brother Rangers last season, you know, and we've got teams like Kelty who have invested heavily in, in their playing squad to get to a position to, to, to make them favourites. So we still plan at this moment to produce a champion club. As I said, it's not clear how we get to that position. We are still also hopeful of having some games this season. Uh, we've not been told that's not possible yet. Uh, but obviously that window of opportunity is closing with every day it passes. Yeah, that, that news today, how, how much of a blow is that, George? Obviously you're, you're remaining optimistic, hoping to get the season sort of finished or concluded in, in one way or another. With every every day, every week that passes, how, how much more challenging is that becoming? Yeah, it's becoming really challenging, Gordon. You know, I mean, obviously everyone before today, there was a lot of uh, optimism this morning, last night thinking the First Minister's going to make an announcement and it's going to cover all football, you know, from our level down to grassroots, etc. We are aware of the challenges faced by the SFA and the government in getting society back to some sort of normality. However, uh, you know, when we got the, the, the press conference this afternoon with, with the First Minister, you know, when she came out with that news, I have to say that there was a uh, a dip in the optimism, shall we say, you know, in terms of uh, where we are actually at in the game. So, yeah, uh, it, it, it's taken a blow today, there's no doubt about it. You know, we've got to try and remain optimistic and we've got to try and fulfil, you know, our obligation to, to the pyramid. But, as I say, it's, you hit the nail on the head, Gordon, it's, it's getting more difficult by the day. I mean, I would give us only until, you know, the end of March, first week in April, before it becomes too late for us, I would think. George, George, you speak a lot to League One, League Two clubs yeah. as well. They're having meetings just now as we speak. Is mm. it viable that they can finish their season, finish a 27-game season with all the problems, with all the, the fixture yeah. scheduling, with all the testing that they're going to have to do? They're going to have to try and fit in some training as well in there. Is it feasible to get it done in, in the timescale that the SPFL would want? I think 27 games is, is optimistic, Roger. I mean, you're possibly looking at teams playing three to four games a week. Now, the total, I mean, that would put training, you know, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't train at all, I wouldn't imagine, during that time. 
So, you know, 27 game season and the time, the time frame available, I, I, I just think it's, it's, it's been optimistic. You know, I get why they want to do it and understand the reasons for, for pushing for it. However, you know, given the strain that we place on, you know, some limited playing squads in the lower leagues, I think it would be, you know, it would be, it would be a hard, hard task, I would imagine. I appreciate it's early days, George. Have you had any extra guidance or communication today since that announcement from football authorities to, to, to try and communicate or, you know, give you the heads up that it might be just round the corner or anything like that? Uh, we, we had, I had, I'm just finished a Zoom call with uh, Ian Maxwell and, and Rod Petrie, uh, Gordon, uh, just uh, earlier this evening, and. You know, they were very, you know, matter of fact. Uh, you know, they, they can only go on the advice the government's given them and what the government's telling them. You know, one thing that did come out of it, you know, it's not done yet was the message we got. Uh, you know, our season's not done yet. However, it will depend on, you know, a lot of factors. Can we move to perhaps lateral flow testing, which is more affordable? Uh, you know, that might be an option for, for lower league clubs to do, to, to look at. Uh, because at this moment in time, you know the the PCR testing is you know is out of our remit at the moment. So yeah, I mean the message was you know don't give up hope yet, you know, but you know the coming weeks will 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 tell, you know, and whether we can you know maybe look at other alternatives to the full testing, i.e. the the lateral flow testing, which is cheaper. Uh, George, we wish you well. I appreciate it's difficult times, and uh, thanks a lot for joining us. Hopefully, we'll hear from you with a bit better news soon. Thanks Gordon, thanks for having me on thanks. Good man, that was George Fraser, chairman of the Lowland League Just one of the layers of football which hasn't been given the go-ahead uh, to return We're going to speak to Ian who's a Partick Thistle fan next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here Here until 8 o'clock so still plenty of time to get your calls in We're about to speak to Ian in Bears Den Let me very quickly give you this question And it is brutal as you would expect on a Tuesday night That's when we really like to up it a notch To see what you're made of out there And in the studio it's your old pal John who sent it in tonight And he says... Since 1996 There are 10 English goalkeepers Who have made at least 50 appearances In Scotland's top flight Can you name them? That simple Since 96 There have been 10 English goalkeepers Who have made at least 50 appearances In Scotland's top flight uh, He does say that goalies born in England But capped for another country don't count I don't know who that might be We're winning if uh, Beat the pundit Joe Lewis Yes Joe Lewis yeah. Gordon Diel uh, hold on, I'm just trying to write down the question. Uh, Take your time, it's alright, we've got all night. 96. <laughs> That's the second word of the question, that can't be you just writing that bit down. He, he was about to say Fraser Forster. Were you? Yeah. Ah, yeah, well done. Fraser Forster, yep, 168 appearances for him. Joe Lewis next in line. They're the two easy ones, by the way. Yeah, I can imagine. How uh, many did uh, Graham Stack at Hibs? Nope. Um. Motherwell goalkeeper um, Come on Roger John Ruddy You tell me John Ruddy No didn't get to fifth, uh, Didn't get to 50 The other one then um, um, Darren Randolph <laughs> No I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not John is it? Okay I'll go Dan, Dan, Darren Randolph He's Irish <laughs> oh, <so yes>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Those 60 caps for the Republic Were a bit uh, of a clue Yeah exactly Yeah um, you're on the right track though Actually oh, believe it or God, not I, Is it 
Uh, Come on then, more recently. I know, I can't. Don't say Trevor Carson. No, I can't remember his name. Oh, um, for goodness sake. Who was just the little keeper last season? I know, I can't remember his name. Now at Newcastle, come on, Daz. I know. Oh, put him out his misery. Mark Gillespie. Mark Gillespie. Mark Gillespie. Right, that's three. Can you name the other seven English goalkeepers since 96 who've got at least 50 appearances in Scotland's top flight? Right, Ian in Bears Den's been hanging on for ages. My apologies, Ian. Uh, good to hear from you. What are you making of this news today that League One and League Two can restart? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. For a while since I've been on, for obvious reasons, because I'm not in talking about <laughs> football. Um, before I make my point, I would just like to say congratulations to Callum Davidson. Um, one in the week called the St Johnson and it's just a pity that our 1824 fans couldn't get to the final um, <laughs> we dig there as well he gives with one hand and he takes away with the other uh, that's serious note um, the, the talk about trying to get the 27 games in before the end of the season uh, I don't think is, is even is not achievable because you're going to have the talk about trying to fit the Scottish Cup in as well and then there could be even playoffs involved. So I don't see how they can possibly fit that amount of games in, considering some days have only played nine so far. Yeah, Clyde have you played know. eight as well, haven't they? So you're right, yeah. there's a bit of a spread in, in League One, for instance. Most on 11, a couple on 10, a couple on nine, and Clyde on eight. So you, you don't think there's any chance that season gets finished, 28-game season? You know, there's any way you're going to get that amount of games in. And also, if they're going to do the doing testing, all it takes is one or two clubs with the small squads they have anyway to have someone potentially positive for COVID and, and the whole week's finished it'll just stop games again and it's bound to happen someone's going to pick it up somewhere in the lower ranks uh, Roger I've done this very quickly right? so please forgive me if my arithmetic's not there so Clyde would need to play another 19 games and they're still in the Scottish Cup And they've got Highland League opposition So and the chances are Clyde would have to play 21 games If they start in a week or two They would have 8 Saturdays yeah. and 8 midweeks I was looking at the, the number of weeks So 9 weeks essentially left um, Before mid-May how do, you, how do you do that? How do you fit that in? Well, you, you only fit it I mean, George Fraser there from uh, BSC Glasgow mentioned you, you could only do it by playing Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday for, for two or three weeks And I'm not sure As Ian says I'm not sure how much of that's viable um, These guys you have to remember Have day jobs To do as well um, They have employers Who I'm quite sure Are very sympathetic To allowing them To go away and play football But maybe not Lend them away Three days a week To play football Also if you're playing Three days a week When on earth do you test When do you gather Those players To go through the tests That they're going to have To go through mm -hmm. So I, I tend to agree With what George said What Ian's saying just now on the face of it, an 18-game season looks mm. logistically easier to put together than a 27-game season. And Gordon, we're talking about, you know, if that's restarting soon. After eight mm. weeks off, how many weeks will these teams need to to, to get up to speed and, and play again? In an ideal world, round about six, Gordon. Uh, and that can't happen, can No, it? it's not going to happen, no. Um, and plus the fact, if you're going to start cramming these fixtures in, biggest problem's going to be injuries. There's no doubt about that. Uh, playing three games a season, I I'm with the guys. I think the doing trying to get 28 games in uh, for a season is absolutely impossible. Uh, Ian, would you be for an 18 game season then? Um, well, for, on a selfish note, um, I'm not sure because this aren't even in the playoff positions at the moment. Although there's only a point or two in it. Yeah. Uh, but the worry is that the talk they say they go for an 18 game and they still have the playoffs and it's up to Thistle to make sure they get there in my opinion right but just for, if you say they bring the Scottish Cup in 
Could you imagine the draw if someone gets drawn? One of the lower league clubs have played three games and they get drawn to play Rangers at Ibrox. You'll be a cricket score. Yeah, you wonder in that case, Roger. Then a club would have a massive decision to make. You know, money spinning tie. So you'd you'd play it, I'd imagine, but. I'm sure the temptation to forfeit it would be there As Ian says These clubs haven't played in a long time Well, And you could uh, be up against teams that are f- Top flight teams that are flying Yeah and, and I mean Ian's saying theoretically It's not theoretical for Paul Hartley and Cove Rangers They've been drawn mm-hmm. to play Rangers at Ibrox In the next round of the Cup So th- these talks tonight What happens if you emerge and say The first game's going to be the third round of the Cup And you send a Cove Rangers team Who haven't played since maybe the first week in January To go and take on this Rangers team As, as Ian says Anything could happen um, So... It's, there are going to be some difficult questions Asked at this meeting tonight uh, There will be some clubs Who won't want to Play a 27 game season There'll be costs There'll be all of this You know, you heard Neil Lennon Prior to the Ross County game That fateful Ross County game Talking about taking 5 or 6 buses to games mm. Now that You know Teams like Partick Thistle and Clyde and Brecon Can't take 5 or 6 buses to games Yeah which would be so, car but, travel though Wouldn't yeah, it individually Yeah it would be Gordon So You're the Cowden Beef goalkeeper And you're asked to take your car to Elgin on a Tuesday night Then to Annan on a Thursday night Then to Brecon on the Saturday Who's paying your fuel? Because you don't get paid a lot of money doing that um, You don't get a shower after the game You don't get to get cleaned after the game Because of the restrictions You've got to get back in your car What happens if some of the players don't drive? What happens if they're teenagers who haven't passed their tests? How do they get there? What happens if you drive to Elgin and get injured? How do you get back home? Who brings your car back home? You know, th- these are the things that people don't think about. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of people will look as well, Roger, and think, right, why can't we extend the league? But it goes back to the arguments about the players' contracts are up probably last game of the season now. Uh, that That's what they signed for clubs. So it opens a can of worms there as well. I just think it's too much, Gordon. Um, if the possible... Look, delight at their back playing, first and foremost, let's be honest here, um, if they can get to the end of the season Get 18 games in I think that would be a great bonus for them I really do You're asking why why you can't extend the season There's Ian talking about Thistle not being in the playoff places Say Thistle finish fourth They were going to a playoff against a team That finishes ninth in the championship But you can't expect to extend the season The championship's on course to finish As it should do on the 1st of May You, you can't have League 1 finishing on the 1st of June what, What's the team that's finished ninth In the championship supposed to do for a month? Well, Craig, Craig McGregor asked there Why can't they extend the lower leagues into June Is that that's your answer to that then yeah that, That's part of the problem yeah That is part of the issue That the team who finishes 4th in League 1 Would take on the team that finishes ninth in the Championship How long is it reasonable to expect that team To sit about mm. to pay their players who, who will have gone out of contract To test their players To try and keep their players fit and sharp And then even if you do extend the league Into mm. End of May, start of June You've then got four playoff play games That you need to play beyond that as well Gordon I don't see it being, being doable How does this all feel as a Partick Thistle fan Ian? Because I assume I don't want to put words in your mouth But you'll have been very angry, frustrated Upset at what happened last season But then it maybe got to a stage where you think Right okay, go down, regroup, get promoted At the first time of asking And it'll all be like a bad dream And we'll, we'll move on But now it looks like that You know, You're, you're up against it to, to even do that this season yeah, well, obviously, the COVID situation it, it takes precedence over any sports, football as, as well. So it's just unfortunate circumstances, the way things have panned out. 
I think as, um, without going over all ground again, they've been very badly treated for so over the years and various things. Uh, and the, the talk there about teams, uh, if it was a playoff, having to wait. I remember the, the season Thistle came down when they lost uh, in the playoffs to Livingston, and they had to wait two or three weeks to play after the end of the season. But by the, by the time that the the championship playoffs had got played and Livingston got there to the final to play them. So there was, there is, there is. Yeah, there's usually, that. there's usually that bit of a delay, that, but yeah, that that was the case. But that that was a that was a known delay, if you know what I mean. That was planned. That was just the way that the, the fixtures were scheduled that season. There wasn't a sort of unforeseen delay. There could be an unforeseen delay this season that we just don't even know how. You know, could it be a month? I don't. I don't think that that's feasible at all. Um, Alex Anderson says Why would it be unreasonable For League 1 and 2 To go Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday When non-league Where I'll bet the majority Of the players have played Have been going Saturday, Monday, Wednesday For 8 to 9 weeks every season Yeah uh, Listen the, the, Doable Daz yeah. will tell you From the glory days in Glen Afton You get to the end of the junior season And you are playing Saturday, Monday, mm. Wednesday You've got all your cup competitions you, you need to squeeze all these games in It's something that Probably fortunately The senior players Have never been asked to do And this is going to be One of the questions That's going to be asked Of clubs tonight At the meeting of League 1 and League 2 clubs Are your management team And players In a position To play three games a week If this is what's Been decided Required Yeah okay Thank you very much Ian Good to hear from you Ian in Bears Den 01419511025 uh, Get in touch Let us know what's on your mind Tonight Doesn't need to be about that You can be talking about uh, a big week coming up for Rangers Celtics manager anything else you think we've missed uh, get them in right now since 1996 10 English goalkeepers have made at least 50 appearances in Scotland's top flight can you name them you've got Fraser Forster Joe Lewis and Mark Gillespie I think I've got one Gordon he was answered to the quiz question with Mean Wilson played Celtic Jonathan Gould Do you want to tell him or shall I? And that was Scotland International Jonathan Gould Oh so is it's English <laughs> Stevie Nicks Where's Fotheringham? Where's Fotheringham? Yes well done You've oh. redeemed yourself Good answer Well done Roger What about David Priest at Aberdeen? Oh, that's a good shout David Priest Pulling out some good names now I must admit right We'll leave it there You've got one Two, three, four, five down Five to get We'll get them next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Did you get any good thinking done During the break there Looking for the ten English goalkeepers Who've made at least 50 appearances In Scotland's top flight Since 96 Guys like Forster, Lewis, Fotheringham Mark Gillespie uh, You got David Priest as well Didn't you? So only halfway there? Yeah Five. There's always a clue in the question Why 96? Well no so, No do you know what? No I, I was looking at the dates actually and... Is one of them The father of an answer last night? Um, Not that I can think of Last night's teaser The Scottish internationals Have played in the championship At the weekend It's not Andy Rhodes no 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 you had me worried there In case there was some family connection I was unaware of No um, Are any of them current goalies? Because um, I was going to say Jack Annick at St Mirren No 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 None of them are up here at the moment But a couple not too far off um, What year was John Burridge? No With Hibs? No um, One that's still Well Joe Lewis was an answer What about his current deputy Gary Woods? 
Yes. Yeah, so sorry, I, I was thinking sort of first choice when yeah, I said. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of his, his Hamilton Ackies, yeah. Gary Woods, all right. Most games for Hamilton, yeah. Um, I saw him at the weekend in David Martindale's backroom team. What about Tony Keg? No. All right, we'll leave it there. I'll give you some thinking time. Um, let's go back to the phones, bring in David, who's a Celtic fan from Cote Bridge. What have you got for us tonight, David? I was just saying, uh, well, Roger was on there and now. I can't even believe the bookies aren't mentioning Henrik Larson. He's going to be the new Celtic manager. That's who we're going to get. Just right, we know what happened with South End and all that, all the rest there. Mm-hmm. South End, the Mullican Tire and all that. We don't even want to get into that. How that then he end up number two at Barcelona. So you're just going to phone Henrik Larson the now. Henrik, you'll need to come down and sort this shambles out. Just you take your back team star, take whoever you want for Barcelona. No, not a bad team. Bring Lionel Messi. Um, what, what's what's the Mull of Kintyre reference? Um, uh, that you've you've gone over my head on that one. Well, I think Celtic's next manager should be Henry Parson. No, no, I get, I get, I get that. But you said something about Southend, then Mull of Kintyre, and I just wondered what if I'd missed. Is that a joke? In, well, Southend's in the Mull of Kintyre. No, is it? I don't know what's happening here David, were you in the geography class with Gordon DL? It's just next to the United States of um, Arab, isn't Uh, it? Uh, Henrik Larson, David seems pretty sure He said, bring whoever you want from Barcelona Oh yeah, the minute he's went into Barcelona He's bringing everyone over from Spain Um, You know, I've heard it mentioned before uh, Henrik Larson, of course he's going to come up Because of, uh, he's such a legend at the club Uh, He's been in management and he's now a coach at Barcelona And I think that's where everyone's jumping on the, the bandwagon Because he's in at Barcelona now Now, remember, I think you've been in at Roger will correct me I think you've been in at Barcelona around about August, September Yeah So he's not really been a Barcelona coach for so long But you've obviously learned a lot of stuff in there I don't think it's a job for Henrik Larson just now What makes you so sure, David? I mean, he's had not necessarily great Success as a manager. Um, what makes I know? Listen, I know the way the Celtic fans feel about him. But what makes you think he's the right choice? Well, they done all right at that Helsingborg and all that, didn't it? And then he's like, oh, that guy from South End wanted to sign him, and then Henry Larson said, "Well, I'm only going if Tommy Johnson's going." Tommy Johnson said, "Well, I'm not going." Yeah, I, I, I remember the story well, Roger. I, I, I'm not sure if that equips him. Oh, well, for, for, to be Celtic manager or if, not. It depends what kind of appointment you want The appointment of Henrik Larsson If you can imagine There are no Covid restrictions And there is no social distancing Can you imagine the afternoon That Henrik Larsson stands out the front door At Celtic Park mm. With a green and white scarf above his head Having been appointed manager yeah. of Celtic there, the, the, there would be bedlam sure, and But the couple, Henry, of, the couple Henry, of hundred or thousand afternoons That follow will be more important Of course they will But Henrik Larsson would have a pool of goodwill Deeper than anyone else were he to take charge at Celtic He would be cut more slack Than anyone else Were he to take charge at Celtic And it, a lot of it might be about the structure um, If there's a structure put in place Where under Dominic Mackay The new chief exec there, there is a new director of football And Henry Larson is brought in as a head coach And is allowed to bring in his own Appoint his own coaching staff Who's to say Henry Larson Wouldn't be a success That does made the point earlier on that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer Get the Manchester United job Mainly because of his background at Manchester United Rather than his coaching CV If you like But at the minute 
He's doing not too bad a job He's got Manchester United higher up The Premier League than any manager since Sir Alec Ferguson So who's to say Henrik wouldn't be a success uh, David thank you very much That was David in Coatbridge 1025 uh, We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB If you want to get in touch between now and the end of the show I, I honestly I'm so confused About this Mull of Kintyre One of that One of those Is favourite songs mm-hmm. what, what about you At the weekend Right I've, I've moved on oh, From no. Stevie Nicks Because that, that was ridiculous But I'm, I'm kind of over that um, When we asked you For your, your dinner party suggestion And you mentioned Your old favourite Joe Longthorne And then his agent Tweeted in This that show never fails To amaze class. me Everybody's been sp- Everywhere I've went In the last couple of days People have mentioned that Where can you go like You thought you, can, you can't Go anywhere Asda People are approaching you in Asda To I'm, talk I'm about very, Joe I'm very big agent. in Asda Let me tell you And obviously I go out walking as well And people that usually follow me And then And ask it. you about Joe Longthorne's agent No they don't ask me They mention and saying Listen we heard about Joe And you know Have a wee chat And away we go And I usually listen to some of his music I take it when you get approached in Asda It's more convivial than that day You get approached in Waitrose Yeah <laughs> do you remember that? I do. Oh, that was something a long you t- want to share with the class, no, gentlemen. No, 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 yeah, yeah, you need to ask the dazzle. No, I think we'll leave that one for an hour. What does convivial good mean, st- Gordon? That's that what a, I want to know. That was a good story. Uh, Dundee have just taken a two-nil lead against Inverness, and it's Jason Cummings. He got his first at the weekend, and he's picked up where he left off. So Dundee two, Inverness nil. Two of the sides that are trying to play big catch-up in that division, Roger. Yeah, and it's a result James McPake would need. I think. Um, They've not been great of late Lost at home to Queen of the South And the reborn Wally Gibson um, Dropped points at Morton at the weekend Neil McCann back there Former Dundee manager Taking Carly Thistle back there tonight Off the back of a decent result And a decent performance against Hearts on Friday night I actually thought Inverness could get something at Dens Park tonight But very good first half Max Anderson, Jason Cummings 2-0 Dundee uh, Big midweek of football of course tomorrow Levy Rangers mm-hmm. is the one that we've spoken about mostly But um Oh, do you know what? We've just sorry to, before before we we go any further, we can clear this up. So apparently, that there is there is a South End in the middle of Kintyre, but it's obviously not that South End, right? Oh, Clearly, yeah. it's not that one. It's not the one where Henrik Larson and Tommy Johnson almost ended no, up. No, it's the one in the south coast of England. Yeah, but producer yeah. Chris has been doing his research, and there is a South End in the middle of Kintyre. Maybe so, that's where Tommy Johnson didn't want to go there. So he got mixed up. Yeah, there is every chance. I don't. Anyway, tomorrow's football. Anyone? Yeah, Spare, look, save uh, me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be interesting to see um, how Livingston play. Uh, Fancy Rangers very strongly, Gordon. I've got to say, I think Livingston getting over the disappointment of Sunday, um, losing the cup final. But congratulations to them for getting there. They've had a very good season, uh, but I think Rangers will be too strong for them. And Hamilton Ackies playing the cup holders, fighting for their life. So that'll be a good game. Yeah, I think um, as I said at the top of the show. If you're ever going to go to the Tony Macaroni I think tomorrow night's the night Livingston will still be on a downer After the cup final defeat And after a run of form Rangers had a free weekend Haven't played Since putting five past Antwerp On Thursday night They know that the title Is within touching distance I agree with the caller earlier on Who said they'll beat Livingston They'll beat St Mirren on Saturday And then mm. it will come down to Tannadice on Sunday So what then Is the magic dust disappeared from Livy Slightly, there would have been a time had this fixture come around. I don't know, six, seven weeks ago. You would, have, you know, this could be the 
the biggest chance of Rangers dropping points really going somewhere like that but you're not convinced it's the same anymore no 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 I think I think obviously I think Roger's right I think the disappointment of the they'll never have a better chance it's not like you turn up there at Hamden and you're playing Rangers or Celtic in the cup final Gordon it was against St Johnston St Johnston deserved to win it but I think that Rangers as Roger said there bit of a rest could work on a few things get players back I just think they'll be far too strong and forget the pitch tomorrow night for me and obviously the disappointment for Livy in stark contrast to the delight for St Johnson who do go to Hamilton Ackies uh, what about last night's show when cup hero Sean Rooney St Johnson legend he phoned us to come on the show I'm liking this So boy. we had arranged for Xander Clark the goalkeeper to come on and then there was all sorts of confusion Sean Rooney he, he just he called in and we weren't sure if it was actually him or someone taking the mic, but but yeah, it, it turned out to be him. And he 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 brought up the subject of copy doubles mm-hmm. on the show, which has sparked all sort of social media debate as to what if that's the actual name for it. Which, being from Lanarkshire, I'm adamant that it is. I agree with Sean Rooney wholeheartedly. What did they call it in Girvan? Um, didn't no, have a ball in Girvan. Was it World Copy? World so Copy. World Copy. Yeah, World Copy would probably right. go down. Okay. Did it back in in your day? Yeah, still copy. World, World Cup. World copy. Yeah, something. There's been all sorts on Twitter yeah. on this throughout, throughout the day. Well, yeah. who's to argue this week with the Bells Hill Cafe? Though? Exactly, he's a man. He knows right. Let's squeeze in Peter, who's from Inverness. Hi, Peter. Hi there. How's it going? Oh, good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I'm sorry, I've missed the middle part of your show there. I was just putting a wee man to bed, so not a problem. Not a problem. Priorities. That's on. absolutely fine. What's your point tonight? Yeah, I was just following up, but just regards to the beginning of the show, we're talking about Celtic getting a new manager in and will he be given at the same time that Rangers have? And I don't think he will get the time that's, that, that's needed. But when when Gerrard took over the job, I feel like he was given a team of, like, what shall we say, like so-called serial losers. And they didn't have much value in the team at the time. So to do what he's done over the, the course of the last couple of years... I think he's done a really good job. Whereas I would say Neil Lennon was given a team of invincibles, which were worth tens of millions, and I would say every player regressed. It's an interesting point because people throw that comparison out there. Will the new Celtic manager be given as much time as Stephen Gerrard had? But is this Celtic team as far behind this Rangers team as the Rangers team that Stephen Gerrard inherited was behind? That Celtic team, you know, they, they had a long old way to make up, did they not? Yeah, I think at one point in the season before Stephen Gerrard came, was there not a 39 point gap at the end of the season between and, and what even, was Brendan Rogers Invincibles yeah. and what was a team that Jimmy Nicholl finished up in charge of? Not, not even just points, but with no disrespect to some of the guys, but you look at the personnel, you look at some of those team lineups from yeah, that era. Listen, and it, this, this is the point I was making earlier on about cycles, and you'd see this Celtic team, the Celtic team you're looking at just now, it's going to lose more players. You would think, you know, Odson Edward, Christopher Ayer, Ryan Christie, True. all yeah. a year to go in their deals, showing no signs of signing new deals. They may well require to be sold in the summer. Does Scott Brown stay on? He's already had talks with Peter Lowell about his future, whether that future is a playing future or a coaching future. Does he stay on? All of those loan players will go back. And as one of the callers, I think it was, you know, last week, one of the callers was talking about what happens with the, the Bios, the Schweds. The Jack Hendrys, the Ball and Goalies, the Manny mm-hmm. Perezes and the Andrew Goodmans. There, there is a massive job on mm-hmm. for whoever takes the Celtic job. What side are you coming at this from, Peter, or, or maybe no side? Maybe you're a neutral observer. No, uh, in all honesty, I'm a Rangers fan myself, and I totally agree with the statement there. I, I, I just think 
the next Celtic manager, he'll need at least two seasons to even catch up with Rangers, with all the players that are going to be going back to their clubs on loan and whichever ones just ain't cutting the dust this now. Do you agree with that, Gordon? Uh, yeah, I think he'll need a. I think he'll need a few seasons. Uh, he could hit the ground running, Gordon. It was different from Stephen Gerrard. He came in there, he had a bit of grace because everything was looking to ten in a row, stop ten in a row, and he built that team to do that. I think that because of the disappointment this season, what's happened to Celtic losing ten in a row, the way that they've lost it then I think they'll be looking for an immediate response. Peter, that rounds us off nicely. It was great to hear from you. Hopefully you'll get back in touch soon. That was Peter in Inverness. Right, let's go finish off this teaser. I've got one. Go on then. Uh, Roger put me in my... Hamilton Aki's Gary Woods? What is... What is going on? Is he? Uh, don't, don't tell me he's Scottish. No, but we've had him already. Oh, I just said him already. Oh, have you? Sorry, Rog. <laughs> well, well, Gary in- Woods, his brother. What about Inverness's cup winning goalie, Dean Brill? Yes, Dean Brill, well done. Oh, it's Brill. Thanks, Daz. Any more? Any more? A- Quick. Ex St Mirren and Falkirk, Mark Howard. Oh, you're flying. You are on fire, Mark Howard. Right, two to go. Quick. On the bench at the weekend, the cup final, Elliot Parry. No. Clues Aberdeen and Kelly Freddie no, Woodman No, no, no Right, Hibs from 2012 to 14 Simon Brown No We said Graham Stank, didn't we? Not him Nichols, Nichols, quite BW BW Williams Yes <laughs> Miraculously it is yeah. Ben Williams Ben Williams yeah. Right, and the last one Dunfermline 94 all the way through to 2000 This guy was there <sighs> No idea Oh, I would have said Andy Rose But you've said no already Initials I W Oh it's Ian Westwater Ian Westwater ah. There we go Right thank you Roger Hanna And Gordon Diel Thanks for all your calls And tweets back tomorrow 6 o'clock Jim Duffy And Andy Halliday Johnny Campbell is up next <laughs>